Sometimes when people ask me questions, I get the sense that they're expecting a very profound answer, uh, something really deep and mystical and mythical and whatever. Uh, and sometimes the answers I have to give them are very simple. Uh, and having said that, I, I can almost, almost sometimes, sometimes, see the countenance fall on the facial expressions. You know, like, oh, is that all? <laughs> so, it, it, it's far more than that. For example, sometimes somebody may ask me a very profound question, and I may say, pray, confess, learn to give thanks, believe. Uh, and, and you know, we, our fallen nature wants something very complex to have to do and understand. Uh, and this, what we're talking about here, this faith that we are trying to express, is very complex. I mean, this is eternity made manifest in our presence. So, my golly, it's complex. But sometimes the first step in understanding it is very simple. And it just starts right there with something small. And in order for us to enter into the, the vast eons and distance and knowledge and time and, and that all that which transcends all of reality, we have to take these simple little steps. Well, here's something very interesting. That's we have passed from nativity tide, an epiphany tide, uh, into a series of Sundays, which which lead us from the octave of epiphany into pre-Lent and Lent. And that's the great journey for us: is Lent, the descent into death with Christ, and all that that entails. And it's a very rich; it's the most rich and wonderful time of the church calendar. Uh, and I have been blessed so many years uh, since we've been Orthodox by what happens during Lent. I remember many years ago when I was not Orthodox thinking, this is the worst time of the year. Uh, I have to do all this stuff, which I never did, by the way. Maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it. Uh, but when we enter into it, it's very rich. But on this Sunday, this is the beginning of four Sundays between these two time periods. The Gospel is the very beginning of St. Mark's Gospel. And I find this very interesting because if you take the four Gospels, three of them are very complex and one of them is very simple. So St. Mark just tells you the story of Jesus. He cuts out all the extra stuff and just tells you the story of Jesus. If you want a basic outline, you read Mark. You don't read John who tells us all about who Christ is in eternity. And you don't read Luke who tells us that salvation goes to all of humanity and reaches out to all of us. 
And you don't read St. John, Mark's, St. Matthew's Gospel, which tells us the how-tos, the detailed how-tos to live this Christian faith and to live the, uh, the faith of Moses even. So those are good things. But if someone says to me, I don't know anything about this Christ you're talking about, where do I start? I say, read the Gospel of Mark. Start there. It's simple and to the point. And I find it interesting that, that in the pericopes for today, they start with the Gospel of Mark. If we're going to prepare ourselves for Lent, start with the simple things. And so we get the very beginning of Mark's Gospel. And it is enough to be simple. Most of, and I'm not saying be ignorant. Please hear me in, in light of what I say this morning. You know, people used to say they didn't want to delve into deep theology uh, because it's, it's God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Well, I'm not say, saying not that, but it is a great mystery and it is a great treasure, but we start with something simple. So I'm trying to emphasize that simple start. And I think that the lessons aside tell us this same thing. It's very simple. There are little things that we do, and we do them repeatedly, and they open the doors to us. Uh, I have said this before, I think, in a sermon here, so most of you have probably heard this, but the essence, the, the, the essence of the faith that we preach is, can be captured in, if you want to draw it in a chart, like a circle, and all of the details of what it means to be an Orthodox Christian, all of the details fit around the edge of this circle, I find it interesting because that's an old model circle for God or symbol for God. But they fit around this circle. And so we start with something basically like belief and baptism and chrismation and, and sacraments and going to church and Sunday and tithing and all these things. And they fit around this circle. And we think that we go around the circle once and we've got it. But what happens is we go around the circle, we come back one day and we're right back at the beginning learning the basics over again, but at a deeper level. What I like to say is the circle goes like this. You see, it keeps going down the line of eternity, moving on. The same old things, deeper, more deeply embedded in us and it revealed to us. Uh, Father Alexander Schmendon has written a book called The Eucharist. I read it when I was taking the St. Stephen's course. And, you know, it's pretty fundamental, sort of. Uh, and I only I read it once and thought, well, I don't need to read that again. I know all about sacraments. Been a priest for over 30 years. I know about this stuff. Really? So one day I decided to reread Schmemann's book, and lo and behold, and there's a whole lot I hadn't seen the first time. Uh, and I'm going to do it again and again and again. I read all of my books on the spiritual life uh, repeatedly every year. Because every time it's a new experience and something more is learned. But we started with something simple, the basics. And that was the starting point of a journey into eternity. And so the faith is like that. We relearn the same info repeatedly, but ever getting more deeply into the mystery. There's, it's interesting to, to note that, and we'll talk about this in the Sunday school class, that the ancient Jewish temple was, was a series of entering going further and further in humanity, going further and further into the mystery. And so the, the, the outside was going through gates on walls on the outside, like coming through these doors. That was the first step, the preliminary step. And then there was going to your assigned place. And then there was doing what sacrifices were expected. And then there were the prayers and those who represented the people who went into the temple area to work. 
and those who went even further, like the high priest, into the Holy of Holy Place. So it was this constant journey in. Started with something simple, go through those gates. <clears throat> Let me give you one example. Confession. Someone said, the priest says, make confession. Well, we ask the question, well, how do I do that? We want something really difficult. And most of us want to know that when we go to confession, we're going to feel this overwhelming cleansing experience. Oh, hallelujah, get rid of all this stuff. I've never felt like this in all my life. Sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes we don't feel anything. That's not the point. The point is to do it. And so the first step is go. So when someone says, how do I make confession? Go. Get off your backside, or the parliamentary side of your backside, as Michael Collins says in the movie. Uh, get off your backside and go. Secondly, the next step, also seemingly simple. How do I get pre prepared? Well, go. Just, get, just prepare in some way. Sit down and analyze yourself. And don't worry about all these details. And then, go frequently. See how simple these are? Go frequently. Not just once in a blue moon. And another one, go to the same father confessor. This is the one that we hate. You know why? Because a father confessor learns our sins. And he can actually help us. We'd rather go to somebody. Our pride is set. So we'd rather go to somebody who doesn't know that we've done this repeatedly. So we get a new guy every time. So that he doesn't know. And he's not on to us. But if we go to the same priest, and he's sitting there thinking, actually, priests don't remember this stuff, okay? So we, we hear so many confessions, we don't remember who did what. But we think that, that he's going to say, oh, you, didn't I hear this before? Didn't you do this the last time, and the time before that, and the time before that? So we want to go to somebody different. But the fact of the matter is you go to the same one because he learns the patterns, and he can actually help us go beyond our sins. So we go to the same father confessor. Simple thing, very fundamental and life-giving. And then the next one, <laughs> this is another one. At the end of confession in the Western Rite, the priest frequently will give something which is called penance. Now, the world out there, even the Christian world out there, has gotten the notion that penance is a punishment. It isn't. It is some prayer or something to do that leads us on the way to our own personal response to God and the healing of our souls and the healing of those things in within us which have caused us to be there in the first place. Sometimes the Father Confessor will say something and will go, how can that have anything to do with anything? You know, I'd rather have him tell me, go out and say 500 Hail Marys and Our Fathers before all the people in downtown Fort Worth. That's big. That's big. All right. But he may say, I remember one time my father confessor gave me part of a psalm to read. And I thought, gee, this is a letdown. But I've learned to do as I'm told. So I went into the chapel and I read the psalm. And the psalm spoke to me right there in all those circumstances. I went back to later and I said, how did you know that psalm, that section of that psalm? I mean, there's so many psalms and so many sections of, how did you know? And he said, I didn't. The Holy Spirit inspired me and I felt like, all right, I'll tell you and leave it up to you. 
That, by the way, is priest fundamentally. You get an inspiration, tell them, and don't, don't try to elaborate or make sense of it. Just tell them and let them sort through it. And they may not think so, and that's fine. But for us, it is to do what he says. That's very simple. But you see, we want it to be complex, so we want a good penance, something really good, as if I'm up to the task. Well, I assure you, none of us is. We aren't up to the task. So we need to stay simple. It's for the health of our souls. So in any case, say, do what he tells you. All right, here it is. Here's the old guy thing. The hands are dry and I can't turn the pages. So another one might be the Jesus prayer. You know, people outside of orthodoxy hear about the Jesus prayer, and the orthodox really know how to do it. And you hear all these stories about mystical experiences say in the Jesus prayer and people controlling their breathing and monks who slow down their heart rate and all of this kind of stuff with the Jesus prayer and we think, ah, that's what I want. I've been looking for that for a long time. Well, that's fine, except when we, went, when we ask how to do the Jesus prayer, those who really know how to do it say something simple. Learn the words. Don't worry about all that other stuff. Forget it. Learn the words. Well, that that doesn't help me. I've heard the words. I want something big. Learn the words. And then when we say, I've learned them, learn to say them repeatedly. And when we learn to repeat them over and over, learn to focus as you say the words. I'm telling you, that's a big order. I had a mind that bounces around and trying to focus on the words of that simple prayer is, is an effort. I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I'm like those guys who learn to control the reading. I don't care. I want to do that the best I can in the simple way is the one that works best for me and helps me because of how weak I am. And we're all like that. We start with the simple. That's where the key to the door is. That's where the door opens into greater things. Now, I'm not also saying don't ask me or us profound questions. I'm not suggesting don't ask profound questions to anyone. Ask them by all means, but understand the answers very often are very, very simple. We just have to understand that. But always remember, simple leads to profound. And profound for us is eternal. That's what the church is trying to teach us today wants us to remember as we step forward, moving in the direction of pre-Lent and Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.